Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I'm Nick McGill. I'm Matt McGill. And we are here to choose a random monster from a random monster manual and discuss it. This week, we're going to do things a little different. Matt is the one with the monster manual in his hands. So, Matt, why don't you take it away? Okay. We are looking at the 4E Dungeons & Dragons monster manual number three. And we are on page 136. Nick, I will read you the flavor text. There's not a whole lot here, but hopefully you can guess it. It's a fairly fairly common okay. monster. This is going to be really embarrassing if I don't get it then. It will be. In fact, <laughs> all of your nerd cred will be revoked. I don't know. Okay. Within their dismal cities in the Underdark, these aberrant monstrosities watch as their thralls dutifully erect monuments glorifying them and the dark creatures they revere. These creatures communicate their foul plans to each other without words, plotting raids against the subterranean cities of the drow and dwarves or undertaking dark experiments filled with madness and death. Oh, gosh. It's not Illithids. Is it Illithids? It's not. It's... They're aberrations... They don't communicate. They're underground. I don't... I don't know what has societies underground but doesn't communicate. That's throwing me off. Yeah, I honestly, when I read that, I didn't realize they had societies underground either. Oh, I mean, it makes okay, so that, hmm. Can you give me any other hints? They are usually very high in level, like end of end of campaign monsters. Hmm. It's not a dragon. It's not a dragon, nope. It's not a Tarrasque. Nope. End of campaign. Well... I mean, you kind of got it with the illithid, but it's oh specifically what is it? The specific entry is mind flayer. Oh, what the, they're illithids? That's yeah. The, I, I mean, think they're they're hand in hand. Yeah. Oh, I guess they are underground. Yeah, I didn't realize that either, and I didn't realize that they didn't. I guess they are just pure telepathy. I guess when you have tentacles for a mouth. That is used to bore through a skull and eat a brain. You find other ways to talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I, I got it. You, yeah, I, I'll give it to you. And that was my you first know. guess, wasn't yeah. it? The little yeah, bit? I oh. believe it was. Ah, uh, vindicated. Okay. I have a very special place in my heart for for mind flayers. It's they're right next to the beholder. They're right <laughs> below the Tarrasque, but they're there, and I think they're. They're a Gygax original, like he... Yeah, I believe. I, I think so. I'm going to look for first... First appearance first of the Mind Flayer. Yeah. Yeah, they are some of the coolest characters in terms of design, too. Yeah. That tentacle mouth 
almost squid-like appearance is very, it's just creepy to the core. Mind Flayers first appeared in the official newsletter of TSR Games, the strategic review number one, spring of 1975. They are as old school as you can get. Oh, yeah. In, in that newsletter, they're described as a super intelligent man-shaped creature with four tentacles by its mouth, which it uses to strike its prey. And then they eat the brain. In 2003, for third edition, the Savage Species book added the Mind Flayer racial class, allowing Mind Flayers to be played from level one and onward. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. And they gave it a, a freaking prestige class, no less. The Illithid Savant. <laughs> That's awesome. Party of Mind Flayers, that would yeah. be. The Mind Flayer, do you know if that has got the same connotations as a beholder in terms of TSR won't let you touch that with a 10-foot oh, pole? I wouldn't be surprised. I think the... I think the Beholder is way more iconic yeah. for those who don't know D&D. Yeah, They've at it's... least seen a, a Beholder. Yep. You have to know a little bit to get into, like, Mind Flayer or, yeah. or Tarasque territory. And there are plenty of characters that kind of look like a Mind Flayer with the tentacles and all mm -hmm. that, that it might be... It, they're not as instantly recognizable as a Beholder. Yeah. Do you think that the Illithid is based off of Cthulhu? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Without a doubt. You think so? Yeah. yeah, I would say so. Yeah, which was, I imagine, was um, public realm at that point, right? By by 1975 or whatever. When did Lovecraft write? God, I can't remember off the top of my head. No, it was early. Well, it depends on when public domain goes. It's... It's a certain number of years yeah. after, after the last death. Or no, after No, it's after death, right? Is it after death or after the last time it's used? Because pretty sure the Wizard of Oz is now public domain. Yeah. As is Peter Pan. Yep. As is all of Twain's stuff. Mark Twain was super big into like pushing back at copyrights like going away. Like, he's like, I wrote this. This money should go to my kids. Why are you taking it away? Yeah. Just, just keep the copyright long enough for my kids to get from it. I don't care about my grandkids, but yeah. but let my kids benefit from it. And, it sure. and he had something set up in his will where every, it like, they timed out perfectly to every time he was about, to, after he died, at, every time his, the copyright was up, a new edition would be put out with, like, 15 more pages or however oh, was really? however was what much was required to warrant it as a new edition basically gotcha. the bare minimum yep yeah interesting i'm not sure if that was public domain yet but it was if nothing else it was in reverence to sure to cthulhu it sure. had to be yeah i mean he gygax picked and chose from everywhere oh yeah everywhere as we know, halflings were would have been hobbits if he if he could have gotten the name. Yeah, and there was one other one that came from Tolkien, right? 
could obviously do elves. He could do dwarves. Although after Tolkien's depiction of elves, like no one really did elves like that until D and D, I think, right? Because Not- normally they were like the flighty fey things, you know. Think more like Santa's elf. That's what I'm thinking. I can't can't come up with any pre 1975 for yeah. sure. Yeah, because because like the elf elf culture in in on the the Norse like Sweden or or Norway or whatever. Yeah, their their elves are like little tricksters that you want to keep on your good side, basically. Exactly. Almost so, leprechaun ish. Kinda, yeah. Does yeah. every culture have a leprechaun? No. Probably. In Just some shape or form. Yeah. Yeah, I think Yeah, I don't know. It regardless of whether Cthulhu was in public domain or not, yeah. this is clearly not this is homage at most. Oh yeah, basically just an image, yep. because it really stops there in terms of comparison. There's there's oh, not yeah. much more uh, in terms of their being related to a great old one. That being said, they look really cool. They're creepy. They're yeah, really cool. Those those tentacles. The fact that they, I think the the three five art is has some some spots where it's like it shows the. The illithid, the the tentacles wrapped around the back of the head of like yeah. one of the guys, and they're like starting to bore into the head. Yeah, and I just imagine there's like a little squid beak in there that just kind of oh, punches sure. through a skull. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's terrifying to for sure. You know, it it reminds me of there was a comic book series in the late '90s, I believe it was called Earth X, and it basically took a lot of the Marvel stuff and t- kind of turned it on its head um, in like yeah. a dystopian future type thing. Yeah. And one of their, one of the things that they did, uh, Jim Kruger was the writer and he basically turned Hydra, which was, as we know, it's just a, an organization, a criminal like terrorist organization. Yeah, the, the Foot Clan basically. Basically, yeah. yeah. It became basically a mind flare that had like little minions that went out and actually attached to people and then transformed them into their like a hive mind kind of yeah oh yeah definitely kind of like what was the phalanx was that uh yep kind of like phalanx the the kree kind of had a little bit of that but it was the phalanx was definitely uh we are we are one yeah yeah have you have you watched the new dark crystal on netflix yet? the series there there's a reference to something like that in there a little later on I highly recommend it. It's really good. The now when a when a mind flayer eats your brain, they get your intelligence, right? It's not just like I I need a, a tasty snack. It's like there's more to there's it a than reason that, right? For it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whether they subsist on intelligence or it's just a bonus to the actual nutritional value of your brain, yeah. they are. They're not controlled or they worship or they're basically the head of their society is a brain in a jar, isn't it? Yes. Isn't it, the, it is the elder brain. Elder brain. I was going to say mother brain, but that was. That's a Captain, Captain N, N reference. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, the elder brain. There's an eggplant guy running around with a cake. King, King, King eggplant? Is that? I don't know. There was King Hippo. Oh, King Hippo and. I don't remember the eggplant guy's name now. 
He was from like Kid Icarus or something, wasn't he? I think he was. I don't remember ever playing Kid Icarus though, so no. that one I don't know for sure. But yeah, and always just like the, just like the books for the original Nintendo, the booklets, the image that you saw on that art. Oh yeah, was always like the biggest stretch from the the actual gameplay. Oh and yeah, <laughs> and the the sprites, the the three bit sprites that you saw. Yeah. Exactly, it was yeah. just two purple blocks on one another. Yeah, and that was. That was the eggplant. That yeah. was the eggplant guy, yeah. Yeah. It Actually, eggplant emojis are now more detailed than the eggplant <laughs> guy's sprite. Fact. Uh, let's see. The eggplant guy. Eggplant wizard. <laughs> Pretty sure that was a Who single. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was from Kid Icarus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> eggplant wizard. Love it. It was the, the sequel. It's a yes. sequel to Pinball Wizard. Yes, yeah, definitely. Just didn't didn't get far. No. Oh, is that a... What are we looking at there? That is the Thune Hulk. Oh, what's a Thune Hulk? Thune Hulks are the product of generations of alchemical and psychic enhancement. A super Oops. soldier. Yeah, basically. It's a uh, illithid on steroids. So Thune is... I saw it referenced earlier. What is... Is that their god? What is... Is that their mojo? Thune is an entity that remains a mystery to all, except the Mind Flayers, which speak of it with a reverence normally accorded to a god. So it's, it is their spiritual leader. Yeah, of of some kind, whether it really exists or not. Yeah. Huh. But it is interesting that they use that as a, almost a descriptor. For like for a Thune the Hulk, Thune Hulk, if, it feels to me like a like a religious zealot, yeah, like basically. a paladin of some kind, yeah, for a for a mind flare. for Thune, Thune, yeah, they, they represent Thune or they're they're touched by Thune, they're closer to Thune, and therefore it's my favorite, my favorite, oh Delores, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite Sunday night <laughs> drama, yeah, just before on the Pax Network, just before early edition. The, a very young Kyle Chandler. Oh think, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, the old references that no one's gonna understand. No, you pop your popcorn and go sit in front of the, you know, That's CBS. Right. I think back in the probably. Day. Uh, if oh, yeah. If anyone listening understands these references, please write in. Please write in moms at fecklessmoms dot com. M o m e s at fecklessmoms.com or you can go right to fecklessmoms.com and there's a contact like right on the front page let us know because i pretty much think that it's only the mcgill brothers who make these super dated 90s references and that yeah. i would be very tickled if uh if i could be proven wrong i don't care <laughs> if we're the only ones i just want to know yeah <laughs> i just want to know for a fact did you also experience these terrible uh, television shows after watching 60 Minutes with your parents. Oh, my God. You see Andy Rooney and then Kyle Chandler. Yeah. Yeah, God, he was so young then. Yeah. Coach Taylor. Uh, Coach Taylor. So, Elder Brains. <laughs> Elder, is is there is there only one Elder Brain? Like, can there be only be one? That's like the Highlander, you mean? Yeah. It looks like it is. It's the Elder Brain. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So that's your that's your big boss. That is the big boss. That is the uh, what is it called the the Kree's central intelligence or something along those really? lines. It's yeah, they have like this one big. He's just a giant green head in a 
in a jar. It's Zordon. It's basically Zordon, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're all like telepathically connected to the brain, right? So you take out the brain, you take out them essentially. Yeah. It's just it's 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 the the one ventilation shaft in in Star Wars. It's yep. it's, it's all of those. It's the one weakness to yeah. the greater piece of society. Yeah, an elder brand exercises absolute authority over the creatures under its command, and it is always heavily guarded. Well, I should hope so. Well, yeah. However, an elder brain's arrogance inevitably pulls it into combat. <laughs> it is the smartest, dumbest, smartest dummy. Yeah, yeah. So you just got to taunt it. You got to have a dumb barbarian who who or a, yeah. a bard who will taunt it. Although I, I wonder. I don't remember much about the classes in fourth edition. I I fell in love with the bard in fifth edition. Yeah. Would have loved to play bard in 3.5, but it was not worth it. It's but, got a fairly high will save. Yeah. So 37. Well, yeah. what level is it? 23. That's huge. Yeah. That's third. That's third tier. At oh yeah. This point, because fourth edition went one through ten, ten through twenty, and yep. then it's like twenty through God 30. tier or whatever. Yeah. However you want to put it. Yeah. Yeah. You're facing a giant brain in a hot tub full of green ooze. Yeah. You, you have to be in the God tier. It's, it's ecto cooler. Yes. It's, it's abs- warm ecto cooler to go <laughs> back to boiling the 90s. ecto cooler. <laughs> I can just see this. It has its little thralls just emptying high C containers into it. The, the can yeah. of, like, the motor oil that you had to pop both sides. Yes, yep. absolutely. Yep. And unfortunately, it has the same face on it that Mother Brain from Captain N does. I don't know why. Or or individual juice boxes. That's that's punishment. That's, oh, yeah, that's that is. For your, for your, your Thune Hulk. Yeah. There's just one guy with a ladle just dripping it over the brain. Or a, a, not a, uh, a turkey baster. A turkey baster, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get in my folds. Uh, that's, that's heinous. I think there is enough, there certainly is enough with, with mind flayers and stuff Mm -hmm. to do a whole campaign, you know? Yeah, I would say so. Certainly not like that's all that they run into is mind flayers, but it's that the underlying, you know, something's going on could be mind flayers. Yeah. You have. I mean, you have a built-in end boss, basically, mm-hmm. with the Elder Brain. So, oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Do the um, do just the the regular mind flayers? Do they have? I know they they obviously have telepathy, but do they have? Are they able to control people with their mind? Let's see. Given the the two the two varieties that they have in the book, at yeah. least. Well, they have implant delusions, which. Okay. I'm sure if you play it right, you probably could exactly if you word it correctly. Uh, yeah. Forceful submission. Okay. Now that's interesting, but this is this is the third of the books. Yeah. For fourth edition. And the lowest level of the Mind Flayer critters is 20. Yes. I'm curious, did it take did it take them three editions to come out with Mind Flayers? Or, or th- uh, not additions, but three versions of the Monster Manual? That's or a good question. Or is this additional Mind Flayer material, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, luckily you have the other two. Luckily I have them. Oh, Hags, 150. 
Let's see, no illithid and oh, mind flayer in the okay. first one. So okay. it's just extra, probably higher levels. I was just gonna say it's the uh, paragon tier. I think is what they called. Oh right? yeah! That- wow, good call. I think that that sounds very right. Mind flayers. Here we go. Level fourteen, level eighteen. Okay, so it just it brings it right up there. Yeah. So they they right from the get go, right from the cut go. Right from the get-go in 4E, they clearly considered them a very formidable monster. Yeah, you're not running into those straight out of the tavern. Mm-mm. No, not in the second one. Okay. So they go from 14 all the way to, well, 23 is the Elder Brain. What is yeah. the 14th level? Is it just straight Mind Flayer? Uh, Mind Flayer Infiltrator. Okay. Yeah. They bend others to their will and wield powers. I loved I loved in 4E where they had my, the like the lore section with yeah. the successful dungeoneering check, a DC of 20, you get this much. A yep. DC of 25, you get this much. That's great. I, I like that a lot. Wow, with a DC of 35, we get a baby book with pictures and everything. A Mind Flayer begins life as a small tentacled tadpole-like parasite that invades the skull of a helpless humanoid victim, devours its brain, and then subverts the body to its own use. Within a matter of of days, it transforms the body it steals into an adult illithid, and all traces of the creature's former being are permanently extinguished. Wow, that's cool. I did not realize that was the life cycle of an illithid. Yeah. That's so it just bypasses puberty altogether. I guess, yeah. Let's hope that they get a... Um, I wonder if the quality of the host affects the outcome of the, the illithid at the end. Probably, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of those things that they like build in. Like they're not... If you have, you know, cancer or whatever the, the yeah. mythical version of cancer is, yeah. they bypass you completely. Yeah, or... Would we ever see like a dwarf sized illithid? Oh, is it just humans? I don't know. It says the skull of a helpless humanoid victim. Yeah, a dwarf is humanoid, so. Hmm. I don't see why not. That opens up a lot of really cool stuff for sure. Oh, I want to know where the tadpoles come from. Like, where do these little parasites come from? Two mind flayers love each other. When the when the mother brain and the elder brain fall in love. There you go. And uh, they hug. They have a very special hug. Yeah, I don't know. Is it just something like it? those are swimming around in the soup? The ecto-cooler? Oh, yeah, right. Right. It's it's very, actually, it's very, you prob it's very Animorphs. Oh, yeah. You Did you re- ever read Animorphs? I think you I read a couple a of, of them. They have the yerk pools where the the brain slugs are swimming around in the 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 pool, like in the ground under the school, the high school. Yep. You know, it's the same thing. It's they they have to return to this this pool every who knew that X was a number whole of series days. based on mindfulness. That's it. That's it. Or four E came out after Animorphs. Maybe that part inspired uh, this. There you go. Or maybe we're just making the whole thing up. Who did Animorphs? K. A. Applegate. I think. I think so. Apparently. A great majority of those books were um, ghostwritten. Oh, really? Which at that time, like, you would come out animorphs with... and goosebumps. Yeah. They come out with one every month or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you got to copy and paste. Like, this is the formula. Go. 
Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. You think Stephen King writes them fast? Like these guys yeah. were churning them out like they were comic books. Yeah. Had to have them ready for the book fairs. <laughs> That's where I got all of them. I'm sure every you probably overpaid one. for every single one of them then. Where else would you get an Animorphs? No, I you know I got one or two from Walden's books in Ooh, the in the Finger Lakes Finger Mall. Lakes Mall, right? Yep. Yep. Before mm-hmm. that turned into a ghost town. Before it turned into the the Bass Pro Shop Mall. Yes. Yeah. yeah. More '90s references. This is a heavy yeah. one. So if you were if you were playing a Mind Flayer, or I guess if you had someone playing a Mind Flayer in your campaign, would you mm-hmm. require that they? Give you a background in terms of what they what they came from, like what the little brain slug was was oh, put into. Interesting. the The humanoid that was used it, as their host. Exactly. Were you a half orc? Oh. Were you a dwarf? Were you a gnome? Well, I would probably want their stats to be. To kind of reflect that. Sure. Right? I mean, as an as an Illithid, you're probably not going in as, as an Illithid barbarian. So it's not like no. it's that crucial. But in terms of writing a backstory for your character, would you would you require that they do they go that far back, or would it just be from the time they became the Illithid? Oh, oh, you're saying a backstory for the host as well. Yeah, exactly. That would certainly get bonus XP in my book. Okay. I definitely wouldn't require it. Yeah. I would require their explanation as to why they're with a party of adventurers. Sure. That would be 100%. That's like, that's the homework you have to do to be able to play an Illithid in my book. Yeah. But... The story of the backstory of of how the the host got captured or whatever by the mind flayers. Yeah, that would just be fun flavor. I can't even think how that would be useful as a DM in terms of like pulling that back into a story later sure. on. You know, because there there's no vestige of that host that's no, it's all gone. left over. So no one's going to recognize them. They're not going to have any like latent memories yeah. or anything. There's no twinge when they go back to the elven city they grew up in. Yeah. 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 That's true. That being said, would there be, I know the last episode we talked about the changeling hag mm-hmm. kind of pull, I guess. The call. The call, yeah. yeah. With a capital C. Capital C. Would there be, a little bit of that with the elder brain with the uh if someone was playing a mind flare in your campaign oh i certainly think so yeah and that's that's kind of the 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 reason i would want their 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 reason for yeah being with a party of adventurers and not with doing their mind flare thing yeah. is cuz i would need to know what the dc is for to have the elder brain tell them to do something nefarious right like What's the reasoning that they're not following her instructions yeah. was, were they punished and ejected from society as rare as that may be, you know, like sure. were they sentenced to death and they escaped something along those yeah. lines and probably have to constantly have them roll for resisting the urge of the elder brains call and and just like keeping 
like building up the wall so the others don't sense you or yep. or or lots of sense motive checks, lots yeah. of deception checks. Yeah, exactly. That being said, I mean you you'd probably get that a lot with any usually evil character that's Mo- in some kind of a campaign. Monstrous race. Monstrous yeah. race, yeah. yeah. Even if someone was playing an, a goblin, for example, right. there would be some semblance of that. I was also thinking, so the other Illithids don't have, like, a mental connection with you. That's oh. what the, that's the wall I was thinking. Okay, put yeah. Put that up and maybe don't make it as regular or as high stakes as a concentration check to keep a spell going, but, yeah. but throw it in there every now and then they take a lot of damage, make them roll a concentration check for that. Yep. You know? Every time they, maybe not every time they use a spell, but every combat they have to roll just because they're tapping into that, that illithid yeah. what, nature. What's, what's their class? Where's their power coming from? Something yeah, like that. Sure. Exactly. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, I think that's, I think there's a lot of fun potential for mind flayers, and I would love to see a game of a party of iconic monstrous races for D anD. d Basically, yeah. one's a beholder, one's an illithid, one's even a bugbear. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, I'm surprised that's not done more often. Yeah, I'm sh- I know it's not as easy as elf, dwarf, human, but it's yeah, it's one of those things. With, that's why people like the villains. Is because yeah. they're so much cooler than the the heroes. Yeah, it's you would it's a it would be a lot of a lot of additional homework and sure. a lot of homebrew. But if you stick to your standard classes and just add a little flavor to the races, it it might not be too bad. I can't see why not. Yeah, you know, obviously you're not a barbarian beholder, but. Right, you know, this is what you can be if you're a beholder. This is what you can be if you're a mind flayer. Yeah, but beholders have eye stalks. Exactly. The eye stalk each has a, a spell out of the 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 game out of the manual Precisely. assigned to it. Yeah, you've got those spells and just make them a weak beholder so they can only cast the spell so many times. Yeah. Try to assign some level of balance that you would find in a sork or a wizard or something. Like yeah, that. there's yeah. a lot of tap dancing as the DM in that case, but it. I think it would be an awesome, if not a full campaign, then at least a one shot. Oh, sure. Yeah. The onus is definitely on the DM for that. Yeah. If for no other reason, getting a story together to Why to is explain everybody together? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And give them a decent adventure hook to, to make it all worthwhile for their characters. Sure. You know, to give them their motivation, essentially. But that's that's a cool challenge. Yeah. That's a really cool challenge for a DM. That would be something. I think if I was the DM, it would go be the more humorous route. Where oh sure, like cartoony. Yeah, you're all you know. You're trying out for the the end boss villain in oh, a oh uh, yeah, that's fun. You know, in that's a dungeon a or something like that. So it's is it more a competition between you and your teammates then? Could be, yeah, something along those lines. But it's you have to work together because you have to get to the end. But it's oh, so it's Hunger Games. It's kind of Hunger yeah. Games ish, yeah. yeah. Or or you don't spring it on them that there can only be one winner until the very end. You know, they, oh yeah, they go in as a team, and then after they're all rested and stuff, your final thing is like you're all yep, you're all in this, and you have to fight 
one another and see how that yeah. goes. Or it's just a whose line is it anyway? Random points thrown out. They don't actually really matter, oh, but they yeah. kind of matter. Yeah. And something along those lines. Yeah. Oh, that sounds that sounds like an awesome one shot. Now that you think yeah. about it, especially that twist at the end. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, now you have to fight each other. Yep. There. This is literally the last man standing. And see how they yeah. go. See exactly. if they see if they all just turn into crazy murder hobos and try to kill each other, or if they band together, or that's it. or what? Because that's always a, the possibility is they turn on their on the the people putting forth the game or yeah. whatever you want. To right. Whether it's they just sit down and refuse to do it, like Ferdinand and Ferdinand the Bull, or <laughs> I have a two-year-old. I've read that a lot. Yeah, I'll bet. Or, or they they basically revolt. You yeah, know? yeah. Do they play to the type, and you know, are they are they chaotic evil so yeah. that they just turn to the guy next to him and shoot him with a an eye stalk ray, mm-hmm. or yeah. You know, or do they, are they maybe more lawful evil? So they band together, like, mm. like you said. So I think my, my guess is one shot, they yeah. kill each other. Oh yeah. But if they've gone through even half a dozen games together, there's, there is that. There's a connection. That even unspoken, unacknowledged connection camaraderie thing yeah. where they'll think twice for sure. Yeah. For sure, unless you have one of those players, and every now and then you get one who's just like, "No, no, I'll kill him." Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it almost feels Suicide Squadish. It does. Yeah. Now I want to run that game. I do too. I really <laughs> do too. It sounds like a lot of fun. Okay. All right. So, one to ten, Mind Flayer tadpoles. I feel like we've been giving a lot of high numbers lately but i really think that this is up there with basically with the hags you know like there's so much potential and it's 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 more of a of a blanket type of thing that i want to at least give them nine tadpoles yes it's iconic and it's so iconic that gives them a, a certainly gives them a bonus and i think ending on the note of of that that adventure, that one shot that we were talking yeah. about, has me in high spirits. So I'm, I'm giving them giving the the benefit there too. I'm going to give them nine. I'm not going to give them a full ten, but I'm going to give them nine all right. for sure. Nine ten. I cannot argue with that at all. These are probably one of my favorite villains. Are they really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really cool. I've never, I've controlled at least one in a game as the DM. As the DM, yeah. But I've, I don't think I've ever fought one. I certainly have not. Yeah. I've never played enough to get to the point where I would even encounter one, much less yeah. fight one. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're okay. cool. Definitely. All right. So that is it for this week's Random Encounter. Thank you so much again for listening. Do us a favor. Write us a review. Give us those tasty stars. If you have any of the monster manuals that we are reading out of and you want a specific monster discussed, let us know. Contact us, momes at fecklessmomes.com. Give me a page number and I will quiz Matt on it and we'll go from there. And if nothing else, just give us some kind words. That's always nice. Next week, another random monster from a random monster manual. And we'll, uh, we'll ramble on and discuss from there. 
In the meantime, I'm Nick McGill. I'm Matt McGill. And this is Random Encounters. Random Encounters.